Welcome ladies to the Sasha Eburn podcast, your ultimate destination for embracing the flexible life and manifesting your wildest dreams. I am your host, Sasha Eburn, the no-nonsense badass VA coach. I'm all about empowering women to live a flexible and rewarding life with their very own virtual assistant business. If you're a woman with an unstoppable drive, a passion for growth, and a burning desire to build, grow, and scale your very own virtual assistant business, then you've come to the right place. Together, we'll unleash your potential, explore strategies, and share insights from remarkable women who have achieved greatness in the VA industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's go. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Sasha Eban Show, where we dive deep into the world of online entrepreneurship and meet incredible individuals who are making waves in their respective fields. Carissa Lee is an Instagram coach making a difference. After spending the first seven years of her career in corporate marketing and events and fearlessly stepping away from her stable government income, she started in the entrepreneurial world as a social media manager. She has now transitioned into the coaching space and taking everything she has learned in marketing and business to teach female entrepreneurs how to dominate the Instagram game. She's not just another coach. Carissa is passionate about supporting business owners to show up make an impact and skyrocket their sales using simple strategies that are actually achievable. Welcome to the show, Carissa. Thanks so much for jumping on. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yay. Me too. Today, I'd love for you to give us a little bit of an overview of you. Who is Carissa? And tell us about your transformation in business and where you've come from and where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Carissa, obviously. I am an Instagram coach, but I wasn't always an Instagram coach. I have actually come from corporate life in actually a government job in a high school, interestingly enough. I started my career as an admin assistant uh, and quickly moved into the love for events. I hosted pretty much all the events in my job and I just absolutely loved it. So I went on to further study. But I realized that when I was in the events realm in the high school that there was no marketing at all. They had a 30-year-old sign out the front. There was no emails that went out to parents. They often used Word documents to promote programs and all of that. And I realized that to get students into the school, there needed to be more than that. So I kind of took it into my own hands and I was kind of an event manager and a marketing manager all sitting under an admin assistant. So I wasn't being paid more. I was just doing all these things. I really, really wanted to get students into the school because I knew how good of a school it was. So that kind of sparked my interest in the marketing world. And when I started my own business in June 2022, I dived straight into social media because I had always been a big lover of social media and I had dabbled in it in my jobs, but obviously it wasn't a huge part of marketing for a high school, but I knew that it was, you know, the new age marketing tool and it was so important for businesses to be on Instagram. So I dived straight into social media management. I was also still doing events, so I didn't kind of push that to the side straight away. I was a contractor. I was actually a contractor for Sasha at some stage mm-hmm. as well, which is funny. And I was a contractor for, for a few other event managers and I loved doing that. I loved that it was kind of stepping out of that government work and I was actually working on big events for the public. 
After I had stopped working with a few contractors, I actually hosted a couple of events on my own, which sold out, which were amazing. I hosted two in 2023 and they both sold out and I had amazing ladies come to this, these events who I have now became really, really good friends with. So I built some amazing connections through these events. Since my last event, though, to be completely honest, it exhausted the heck out of me. (laughs) Marketing your own event and selling tickets for your own event is just next level, something I had not done before and something I was not prepared for. So I'm kind of a little bit burned by it. But my biggest thing is getting people to connect and building those connections in business because I know how important they are. So I haven't really gone back into the event space at the moment, but I have dived deep into Instagram coaching, which is really, really exciting. Yay, that's awesome. And your events were amazing. And I was gutted that I wasn't able to actually come to one. I know that I registered for one and either I was sick or my daughter was sick and I missed out, but they looked really great on Instagram and I can totally relate to the burnout of events and ex-event manager as well. It is next level. And when you, when you were looking for your word, that was actually the word that I was going to say. They are next level and the marketing of events is just that next stage and that next facet of, of an event. When you're just rocking up and you're just helping and supporting an event, it yeah. can get to be easy, but doing it yeah. yourself. So, you know, definitely hats off to you for having fully booked Thank events. Is, I think it's, it's great. And I think, you know, that has certainly morphed into where you are now in Instagram coaching. Mm-hmm. And I'd love for you to give us a little bit of an insight of what is an Instagram coach and what exactly do you do to support people in their business? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started off naming myself as a social media coach, but I quickly realized that I really primarily focus on Instagram because I know how much it can change a business. Mm. Coming from the social media management world, I did work with a range of businesses really enhancing their social media or their Instagram and getting clients, but not only getting clients as well, which I know is a big thing. Everyone wants sales, but we were able to get some really good results. I had a client who actually featured in British Vogue. I've had a client who the same client actually won an award at SheCom this year. So there's been some really big results that haven't necessarily related to sales, but they've been massive for Mm. a small business. So Instagram doesn't just, and I know everyone praises this and I praise this as well, and I know that it can give you sales and it will expand your business massively, but there are so many other results that you can get from Instagram. Mm. Myself, I've built a community on Instagram. Like I talk to Instagram almost every day. I have biz besties that I talk to Instagram on every day and I just have a community that I know that are going to be there just from that one platform, which is just insane. You know, Instagram can kind of, I guess businesses get scared of Instagram because everyone is saying, do this, do this, do this, yeah. do this. Um, There's a lot of noise. There's so much noise in the industry and the biggest thing businesses want is sales. But I think it's really, really important to remember that sales aren't the biggest thing in business. There are so many other things that come with it. And I really support my clients in learning that and really supporting them through creating content that makes them stand out in the crowd because, as we just said, there's so much noise in the industry. And it's really about standing out, building those connections that will eventually lead into those sales. So that's kind of what I support clients through. I 
have a bit of a program where I support them through one-on-one coaching, but a bit of group as well. So I'm actually bringing those connections together. And some of the ladies have connected on Instagram, which is amazing, but I'm really just supporting them through, I guess, that overwhelm and becoming confident again in being able to post and like drum up business and really, really enhance their marketing. Yeah, great. I love the fact that you touched on the community because since being in the online space, the community is huge. And I think for anyone that's thinking about jumping in to become a virtual assistant or even to work in the online space in general, that it's not a solo journey. And there are so many people online. There's so many connections. I mean, you and I have actually never met in real life. And even in the coaching container that we're in, the amount of friends that I've made in there, and then the fact that we get to now do that for our clients and we get to build a community. And I love the fact when they, you know, I see in the chatter in the groups that they're meeting up face to face and I'm like, oh, we built this community. It's really, it's really great that we get to do that. Absolutely. And when I first actually looked into the online world, I actually was looking into becoming a virtual assistant because I had all the admin experience mm. behind me. I did a virtual assistant course. Like I wanted to do that because I loved the sound of online work. But one of the biggest blockers for me when I was thinking about that was leaving behind my work friends. I had mm. built such a great community at my first job in the high school because I was there for six years. I had amazing friends from that job and I was really scared about leaving it because I had built such a community inside that career. But I realized that once I did leave that, I probably have, I don't know, can't even count how many business connections I have. And I've just kind of replicated that in the online world. And although, yeah, we don't meet all the time and I haven't seen people, there have been people that I do see and I do catch up with, but that was probably the hardest thing for me was moving away mm. from that community inside work. But I'm, yeah, I'm telling you now there is definitely an online community and it is like no other. Yeah. Totally agree. I think it was the same coming from hotels. It was always, I think in my, pretty much because my entire career until I went into the online space was hotels. Mm -hmm. 80% of my friends came from the hotel industry. And even, you know, you go in the morning, hey, let's go for coffee. You know, it was, that was the thing that you did. And then it was just like, well, who am I going to go for coffee now? (laughs) And the amount of, you know, virtual coffees or just voice notes that we have back and forth. The amount of, you know, like you said, connections, it's just massive. It's mm-hmm. huge. The amount of other businesses that you can connect with. And I think what's even better about that to highlight is we're all on the journey together and we all get each other mm-hmm. because we're all here trying to build an empire, still trying to have a life. And yeah. to be able to talk to people that are in the same boat, it's just so amazing because they get you and they can yeah. talk with you to, you know, guide you up as well. Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing community. And there's such a stigma around online and social media and, you know, what it's doing to us. But if you get one thing out of social media, it should be the community that you build. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Also, it does get to be fun once you master it and once you do get the coaching that you need, because we don't all just wake up and know how to play the Instagram game. Let's be honest. So <laughs> it's a continuous learning, even for us as virtual assistants in our own business to put ourselves out there for clients. And if we are supporting our clients in Instagram, which a lot of us do, even if we don't offer it as a service, there's still the times where they're like, oh, I've created all this content. Can you go and post it? So whether or not we're a social media manager or not, there's still sometimes an essence of supporting our clients in Instagram. So I'd love for you to 
give us a little bit of strategy or some insights on how we can really stay afloat in the Instagram realm and keep up to date with what's happening on the platform? Good question. So the biggest recommendation I have is to be present on the platform. And I'm not saying be on the platform 24-7, but if you want to use Instagram as a marketing tool, you need to have your finger on the pulse. You need to know what's happening. Follow experts that, you know, give updates, give updates when there's Instagram updates and when there's meta updates. Follow those people that are actually going to give value to you so you're not having to go search for all the answers yourself because there is a lot of people out there that will give you that information for free. It's just about, yeah, being present on the platform. And if it is something that you want to use, you do have to use it. You're not just going to magically wake up one day and you have a 100,000 followers and you didn't put in any work. You actually have to put in the work on Instagram, like anything, right? You have to put in the work in business. You have to put in the work on Instagram to actually get the results. Consistency is definitely key. And what I like to say is with anything in business, there is a strategy for everything. So going onto a platform and just posting for the sake of it without understanding your audience, understanding what they need is actually a waste of time. Let's be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. Such a waste of time. (laughs) And I think that that comes down to coaches actually being able to support other businesses because whilst we all think that we can do it, are we actually doing it the way that it should be to get visible? So talk about how having an Instagram coach can actually support them to learn what they need to learn. So they're not just posting it for the sake of it. Yeah. So I speak to probably, I speak to a lot of people, but 90% of people that I speak to are trying to target every single person in the whole world, which is great. You know, you want to help everyone. You want to give everyone your product. Amazing. But when it comes to marketing and especially marketing on Instagram, you can't, do that. (laughs) The reality of it is you cannot try and target everyone. And this is honestly one of the hardest things when I am uh, talking to clients and when I'm working with clients, the hardest thing is really trying to get them to remove that mindset of, I want to target everyone and I want to work Mm -hmm, with everyone mm -hmm. and bring it down to who is that one person that you actually can help. Because when you're creating your content and when you're working out your messaging and all of that, if you're trying to target everyone, that is just honestly, you're not going to sell to anyone. Yes. If you are trying to target a 45-year-old male and a 30-year-old female, like can you imagine the difference in the content that you'll need to create? If someone comes across your profile on Instagram, They're going to be like, what the heck is this person talking about? Like, who are they trying to target? You want to create that content that actually speaks directly to that one Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. And it's such an exercise with my clients, getting them to come back to that one person. But it is so, so, so important. We talk about this a lot in the VAA Academy, and it's really about really getting clear on who it is that you're talking to. Because exactly what you're saying, if you go out there and I can help everybody, no one's actually going to come because they don't know that you're for them. Mm-hmm. So it's about crafting the message to suit the audience. So you're actually talking to what they need to hear as well. Yeah. Crafting the message and starting to build that connection with the person that you yeah. want to work with. Definitely. Yeah, Great. Right. A question that comes up all the time lately is visual content. So mm-hmm. how important is it for your grid to be aesthetically appealing And is it all about aesthetics on Instagram or is it more about something else? 
the visual aspect of your content is important, but it's probably not as important as it used to be. Hmm. You really want to picture Instagram like your storefront. You want it to look good, right? You want people to come across, and especially if you're a virtual assistant and you're doing admin type stuff, which, you know, has some organization behind it, or if you're in the social media manager world, you want to show them what you can do. Mm -hmm. So having a visually pleasing Instagram, I think is super important. And I want to touch on my story. So last year I, you know, I had a pretty basic branding kit. I, you know, just had a blue, black and white. And that was really, really great. But the reason I went into business with that brand was because I thought that's what I needed to attract the client I thought Mm. that I wanted. So I thought I wanted, you know, professionals, you know, really high end clients. And that's the, the sort of people I thought I wanted to work with coming out of the corporate world. Now, my content was quite bland. You know, it was okay. I was doing things that probably weren't attracting the right people and my content was just bland which is not me as a person I'm quite loud I'm quite out there I like to have fun and I like to stand out from the crowd and I actually had a rebrand in January same name and everything but I changed my branding palette and I actually did this while I was away on holidays I got a brand designer in and they created a beautiful brand for me but it didn't last long. I honestly used that brand for about four months because I just, as I got more and more into business, I realized that was not me. There were very soft colors. There was, you know, colorful, like blue, pink, orange, all these colors that weren't actually me. Like I would go to networking events trying to dress on brand Mm -hmm. and I did add nothing in my wardrobe because I don't wear blue, orange, pink. I'd probably wear a little bit of pink. So I just found that that wasn't me. And I quickly realized that when I went into the coaching world, I wanted to be me and I wanted to stand out. So I've changed my branding again. (laughs) As you can do in business too. Um, But it really reflects me and who I am. So now I have a bright pink, black, and a couple of different shades of pink in my branding. And although pink isn't a color in my wardrobe, black definitely is. So it makes it a lot easier to dress for events. But my content is so out there and it stands out from everyone else because it is so bold and bright. The amount of people that have messaged me from my content and said how much they love my style, Mm -hmm. how much I stand out because it's bright, bold and fun. And just the way that I can now, I guess, push out content because I'm purely just being me. So when I talk about visual content, yes, It's really important to be visually appealing, but the biggest thing is you want to stand out and you want to be yourself. If you're really reserved and, you know, you might work with wellness brands or health brands, you might, you know, love the look of that beige aesthetic, which is totally fine. That's who you are and that's who you want to attract. Mm. Whereas me, I wanted to stand out from the crowd and I wanted to be only myself. I didn't want to try and be anyone else. So that's why I've moved into that bold branding. and. I now create that visual content that I know people want to see, but I'm also creating it to make sure that I stand out from the crowd. But when it comes to creating that visual content, my biggest tip again is just to really try and stand out and create something that is you. When you're, you know, working with someone as a social media manager or even in admin as a virtual assistant, you know, that is quite a personal service. Like you really get to know the people you're working with. Mm. You probably will become friends. Like I have yeah. clients who are my clients when I was a social media manager who I've now become friends with. So you want to attract the people that you want to be around. 
yeah, I think visual content is really, really important. But, but again, just don't try and be anyone else when you are doing that. Try and only be yourself, and that's what will help you to stand out from the crowd. Totally agree, and it's exactly what I've been going through the last couple of months, and they, they hit a point in my pink, fluffy Instagram that it was not in alignment. I was like, that's mm-hmm. actually not who I am anymore. That was potentially who I was when I started my business mm-hmm. and you know, moved into the coaching. And, you know, this last year has totally changed. And the, the way that I coach is not pink. Yeah. Because I don't want people to come into the VA industry and, you know, have it all clouds and roses, which, mm-hmm. it, like I said, it's a beautiful industry, but we talk about money. We talk about getting clients. Mm-hmm. We talk about helping people. And it's a very much a direct conversation because mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here to teach you in such a way that you have to find out for yourself. Yeah. I share all of the mistakes that I've made in my business, mm-hmm. all of the problems that have happened in my business so people can do it right. And yeah, pink just didn't align. And yeah. mine's coming out in a couple of days, which I'm super excited about. I'm so excited. So <laughs> it's definitely about, I think in terms of branding, it's about you because people buy you. In terms mm-hmm. of messaging, it's about the client. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. Great. Let's elaborate a little bit more on strategies for VAs and talking to the old age story of dancing on Instagram. Do we need to dance on Instagram to grow our account? No, absolutely not. (laughs) I talk about this with all my clients, but I spent the first probably six months of my business dancing on Instagram and I'm not a dancer. I was never a dancer. I'm pretty sure I failed year 12 dance because I just cannot dance at all. But when I came into my own business, that's what everyone else was doing. So Mm. that's what I had to do. Now, and I'm going to be completely honest here. Last year when I was doing these dancing reels and there was all these transitions and, you know, it was fun and whatever, I didn't enjoy making them. I got lots and lots of views. Like I think most of my reels had, you know, over 10,000 views and things like that, but I wasn't enjoying what I was doing. I also wasn't getting as many inquiries as I am now. So flip the switch to now. I primarily focus on, you know, talking to camera reels, showing that I am the expert and really getting people to know me through my words. We're interrupting this podcast episode to tell you about the VA Way Academy. If you want to build, grow and scale your VA biz to 30K plus months, then this is the place for you. We receive incredible feedback at the VA Way Academy. One standout story I would love to share with you is Lissa. Lissa took the leap of faith and launched her own business. And in just six weeks, she had achieved her goal of going full-time. Lissa's determination and hard work paid off, allowing her to leave Australia and live out her dreams as a digital nomad. If you're ready to embark on your own path to success and build a thriving VA business, head over to the show notes for the link to apply. And now let's get back to the podcast. I, you know, do simple B-roll reels because that is the simplest way to put out content with valuable uh, information Mm -hmm. on top of it. I do that type of content because that's what I'm comfortable in. And my inquiries have probably tripled since I was that dancer on Instagram. So not only was I doing something I wasn't comfortable in, I did think that going viral was what I needed to be Mm. able to grow my business, which definitely not. You know, my reels don't go viral anymore. They don't get thousands and thousands and thousands of views, but they actually get viewed by the right people. 
I had a reel the other day. I, I think it got literally like 200 views. It was just a simple mindset reel, but it had like 30 comments on it from people. So it didn't reach, you know, many people, but it reached the right people. So when it comes to your content, you don't need to be doing something that you're not liking, especially if dancing is not for you. If it is, then go for it. Like amazing. Love that for you. But if it's not, don't do it because that is also people are going to see that you're not enjoying it. Like if you look back at my Instagram, you'll probably see that the content I was creating, I was not enjoying. You could tell in my face. You could tell the way I was putting it out. I was only doing it because that's what I thought you had to do. If you look at my content now, I have fun. I create content that I want to create. And if there's a day that I don't feel like creating content, I don't because that's it's not the be all and end all. If one day you just don't want to create content, yes, we should be consistent, but I really also jumping into consistency, I talk to my clients about creating a consistent plan that is going to be achievable for them. And that if one day we're not feeling up to it, that is okay. We're human. Like Instagram isn't going to fall down and die. Like we will be okay and our Instagram will be okay. So when it comes to creating content, create that content that's comfortable for you. You don't need to be dancing if you don't want to. And from experience, if you're not a dancer, you're not going to be a dancer on Instagram. (laughs) You won't get me dancing on Instagram ever. <laughs> and going viral on Instagram doesn't necessarily portray into sales, which is prime example. You had some really high trending reels. However, getting high views is not high engagement. And I think that really highlights engagement is key with your audience. So putting yeah, content engage- out for your audience. Absolutely. Engagement and inquiries are key. Like you could have a reel that, you know, only gets 500 views, but and I think it was Alex Hormozy who posted something about this recently. If 500 people walked into a room where you were speaking, like that's a lot of bloody people to be watching you speak about mm. what you love. So we need to kind of step back from that. I didn't get many views on my reel. Like if you got a couple of hundred, that is honestly amazing. That's mm. maybe 500 people who didn't know that you were there. And they might message you, they might follow you, they might engage with you, they might not buy from you straight away, but you're starting to nurture that relationship. So if you're not getting heaps of views, that is okay. It's about the quality of content you're putting out and also check the other metrics. Are you getting inquiries? Are you getting engagement? Are you getting other results like being featured in British Vogue? Like what what actually matters to you? I think that's really important because – I know in the past when I wasn't in the business game and I didn't learn about strategy, it was, oh my gosh, I need followers. And I think a lot of people get disheartened when their account isn't growing. I think that we should not focus on followers because that doesn't transfer into sales. And I think a lot of people get hung up on my account's not growing and then they stop. And the worst thing that you can do in business is stop. And business is a long game. Just keep on going and just putting out the right content for the right audience and the people will come eventually. You just have to keep on Absolutely. moving. Absolutely. You have to keep on moving. And especially in that early game, it is, you know, testing and trying and seeing what works. You're not going to put out content and instantly you're going to have a million people inquiring with you. It's really about testing and trying to see what resonates with your audience. And that's where people get stuck. They're like, I just want to know exactly how to grow my account or get sales with the content. Like I want you to tell me exactly what I need to post, which is not the right way to go about it. You really need to be trying the content, testing the content and seeing what actually works with your audience. 
think this is a really great point to highlight. When virtual assistants are stepping into this space, they may be pitching to clients that have these expectations of growth. So if they're having discovery calls and clients are asking questions of, okay, great, you can come in and look after my social media. What sort of growth are you going to get me? It's about being realistic in the way that you pitch that and also sharing the fact that it will take time to actually work with the analytics to get the content that's going to shape for their correct audience. And if they've been putting out content that isn't for the right audience already, you're going to be already on the back foot. So I think it's about understanding that and understanding that there are no guarantees that you can give with Instagram. It's just about talking to that potential client about how you can work with the analytics and learn from them to be able to then increase the exposure on the Instagram. So I think that's a really great point for people that are thinking about stepping into it or even just discussing with potential clients because they can certainly do themselves an injustice by guaranteeing anything or even having the client have any sort of impression that they can guarantee some sort of growth. Yeah, it should never guarantee anything in social media because it's so unpredicted. But what you can do is talk about your way of doing things, how you do it, and how it potentially has gotten results for clients in the past or even results for yourself in the past and talk to that strategy that you use. Because if you're, you know, if you've built out a strategy or you know some stuff that works, tell your client that because you've worked hard on finding out what works. So talk to that as well. But yeah, absolutely. Do not make any guarantees because that is probably just setting yourself up for failure. I think one thing that you mentioned there that I'd like to highlight is your own Instagram is your portfolio. And a lot of social media managers or virtual assistants are worried when they first start that they haven't had any clients. Well, we all start somewhere. However, just use your own Instagram and get used to the analytics, get used to it and just build up your present on Instagram because that is your shop run. That's what is going to resonate with people and you can show the stats and you can show what you've learned and the growth because you do it for yourself, then you can do it for somebody else as well. Yeah, 100%. Now I'd love for you to share your views on hashtags because it is, I would say, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's probably the most common question asked in this space. Now, are they a dying age or are they really important for the growth of, of a business account? Great question. I get asked this a lot because it is just the word that, you know, crosses over Instagram at all the bloody time. Hashtags are probably not as big as they used to be, but when we talk about hashtags, it really comes down to the way you're using them. Now, a lot of people and a lot of businesses I see on Instagram use hashtags like Friday feels, you know, Friday fun day, boss babe. And in reality, they're not the hashtags that are begin- that are going to get you seen. Mm. Instagram is becoming more and more like a search platform. So people are searching for things on Instagram more and more and more, just mm. like Google. So when you think about hashtags and also when you think about your captions, you want to be using things that people are actually searching for. So in the virtual assistant world, if you only wanted to work with, say, people in your local area, you might put up a hashtag of virtual assistant Brisbane. Yeah, But it's really important as well to when you're looking at these hashtags and when you're finding the hashtags that work is looking at the hashtags, seeing, you know, how many people use it, but also what content fits under that hashtag. Because you don't want to be posting a hashtag that you think is right and then you go into that hashtag and it actually has nothing to do with virtual mm. assistance or nothing to do with what you're doing. Now, I haven't personally seen huge growth because of hashtags, but I know that it still is out there. 
hashtags is not my number one, I guess, growth strategy. Sure. What is your number one growth strategy? Good question. Engagement and building connections. Building connections. And I've only probably in the last six months realized how big of a strategy building connections actually is. When you're not necessarily trying to sell, sell, sell to someone and you're actually building that connection, like people actually want to know that you care about them. People actually want to know that you aren't just in it for the money. And especially if you're a business owner who isn't just in it for the money, you want to provide that value and you want to give back to the people that potentially may buy from you. You want to be building that connection first. And by building those connections, that is what's going to hopefully lead into that unintentional sale. So my number one strategy and something I'm teaching a lot inside my program at the moment is engaging with people and actually building those connections. Yeah, I love that. And I think on hashtags, I mean, certainly if somebody wants to know whether they work or not is just to go to your own account and look at the insights. I've just pulled up one now and even from one post, I've had 50 views from the hashtags. So if I didn't have those hashtags, those 50 people would not have seen them. So there's definitely a place for them. And I think the most important thing to be concerned with is the engagement piece. Yeah, engagement. And I say this all the time, social media is a social platform. So we can't just post and hope that, you know, people are going to find us and inquire with us. Like you need to be being social. It's called social media. You need to be engaging. And people often forget that. They think that they can just post and hopefully someone will find them and want to talk to them. No, you actually need to be giving back and engaging with people as well. And a big thing as well is the algorithm. And I'm sure you get questions about the algorithm because I certainly do. The algorithm is based on engagement. And a lot of people think that if you post something and Instagram doesn't like it, you're going to be pushed to the bottom of the algorithm, which is not true. Algorithm is based on engagement. And it means that if people are engaging with your post because it's valuable, because it's relatable, because it's shareable, Instagram is going to be like, okay, cool. This is a good piece of content because people are engaging with it. And it's going to be pushed to further people that are like your audience. The same reason we see the reels we see is because we've actually engaged with similar content in the past. So the more engagement you'll get on a post, the potentially further it will be pushed either on the Reels Explore Mm. tab or on the Explore tab. So again, it comes back to that engagement and building those connections. Thank you. If there was one piece of advice that you could give a virtual assistant or anyone in the online space, how to make it really easy to put content out? Because I hear all the time, I don't get it. I'm too busy. I don't have time. How can you make it really simple? Time is the biggest objection, but like anything, unfortunately, things take time. You know, you didn't get on a bike when you were five and learn how to ride in two minutes. Like it took a few times for you to get on that bike before you actually, you know, could just do it. And it didn't take hours and hours. And it's exactly like content, right? So when you are putting out content, the biggest thing to save you time is going to be planning your content. And I don't mean planning and creating your content for four weeks. Plan your content out for four weeks, right? Have all the ideas there, have the dates that you're going to post them and you have the ideas. And that is probably the biggest thing that people find hard is actually coming up with those ideas. The more that you can put the context into those ideas as well, the easier it's going to be when it comes to actually creating. I plan my content for four weeks and I 
schedule time each Monday to actually go and create the content for that week. Now, I don't always get around to that because life is busy, I get busy, and that's okay. But at least I know that for that week, I need to post this, I need to post this, and yeah. I need to post this. And all I need to do is whip up a carousel or put together a reel, which I know some people really struggle with. But the more you do it and the more you build those habits, the easier it is going to get. Yeah, consistency is definitely key. And the the other question that comes up a lot is let's talk about AI for a minute. Talk about can it work? Should it work? Should we be using it? How should we be using it? Any thoughts on AI at the moment? I love AI. I haven't really delved into it too much, though. Now, I only use ChatGPT, and I actually had an AI masterclass the other day in my program, and we had Jess come in and speak to us all about using AI, and she uses it for, like, everything in her business. I haven't stepped that far into it yet. Right. I use it for things like rewrite this email or rewrite this caption and mm. just changing the way that I, I guess, write a little bit because sometimes, and everyone feels this, you get stuck in creative blocks and you can't write stuff or you can't think of things, which is totally fine. So I use AI more for that, but I know that there is so much potential with AI. You can yeah. use it to create content plans, but I think there is a lot of work that goes in first to actually train it, exactly. to yeah. speak like you, learn your business and a lot of that stuff. So there is a little bit of stuff that actually you need to do beforehand. You can't just jump on and be like, okay, speak like me. You do need to train it essentially. Yes. But you can use it for simple things like writing sales pages and, you know, just changing the copy just to sound either, you know, more empowering or more fun or, you know, bold, just to kind of spice up your writing a little bit, which I love it for because I'm not a writer. <laughs> I think definitely repurposing it, it has its place and we're not all writers. We don't write books. We yeah. don't write novels. So the fact that we are writing in business, it just makes it that little bit easier. So we might write content. However, it's not written in the way that it should be. Or if we yeah. want to repurpose a carousel into a blog, how do we actually know how to write a blog? You know, there's a strategy yeah. behind writing a blog. So it gets to support us in those strategies that we don't know or the English language that we don't know, you know, the structure of a blog. So I think it definitely takes the yeah. guesswork out to be able to repurpose your content. Yeah, it's definitely got its place. But in my recommendation, don't jump into AI until you've actually mastered social media. <laughs> you want to get good at that first. You don't want to be having too many fingers and too many pies and trying to learn too many things because that's when everything you only give, you know, a small percentage of your effort. 100% agree. Before we finish up today, I always have my rapid fire questions so we can get to know you a little bit better. And I think I already know the answer to the first one, but we're going to ask it anyway because they are the same for everyone. What is your favorite <laughs> social media platform for business networking? Instagram, 100%. Yeah. But can I actually add on to that? <laughs> yes. Facebook groups. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook groups are honestly so underutilized for businesses yeah. and they need to be utilized more. It is insane how many people sit inside Facebook groups and how many people you can reach on Facebook groups. And Sasha and I know this, we've done it ourselves. Yeah. So Instagram closely followed by Facebook groups uh, to help you kind of build and grow. But I always kind of move people over to my Instagram because that's where I live basically. <laughs> yeah. I love networking on Facebook groups. There's definitely a lot of value that you can get from those groups. Yeah. Windows or Mac? Ooh, Mac. Great. But I've always been a Windows gal. I only got a Mac a year ago and I never thought I would, but my life has changed. 
best thing I ever did. <laughs> so it's true. Once you go Mac, you never get back. Yeah, it is yeah. true. I could, and I tried to use a Windows the other day and I couldn't. <laughs> I'm the same. Definitely talking to the converted. Coffee or tea? Tea. I don't drink coffee actually. Interesting. Mm. I think you're one of our first tea drinkers. Yeah. Beach vacation or mountain retreat? Beach vacation, 100%. I'm a big, awesome. I'm a big beach gal. Yes. And you were actually off to the beach today, which I'm super jealous for. Yes, very hot here in Brisbane and on the Gold Coast. So I'm very lucky to have my own business and have the system set up that I can take a few hours off and head to the beach. Amazing. Before we finish up, firstly, is there anything coming up in the world of Carissa Lee? I have a free masterclass coming up, which is really, really exciting. We're going to be talking all about skyrocketing your sales using Instagram. So I'm super excited about this opportunity. It's probably one of the first free masterclasses I have run. So I am really looking forward to it. Amazing. And where can they find out about the masterclass? Head to my Instagram. Everything is on my Instagram. Honestly, I live on Instagram, so you can find out everything about me on Instagram. And the link will be posted inside my link in bio. Amazing. We'll also put in the show notes as well if anyone's interested in jumping in and checking out Carissa Lee on the Masterclass. And if they just want to reach out and have a chat, how can they find you? Instagram. (laughs) Reach out to me on Instagram. I would love to chat to you, hear a little bit about you and your business and see how you're using Instagram for business. Amazing. We will pop your Instagram handle in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks, Sasha. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Sasha Eben Show. We've journeyed through the inspiring career transition of our guest, Carissa Lee. She has shared with us her invaluable expertise on Instagram about the art of creating eye-catching content, hashtags, and always having our client in mind when creating our content. For virtual assistants looking to leverage Instagram for their business and those of their clients, Carissa's parting advice was a beacon of wisdom. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love for you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast so we can get this podcast into more heads and hearts. If you've got questions, hit me up at Instagram at SashaEburn underscore underscore. And remember, if nothing changes, nothing changes.